Today on Unleashedcast, I talk to Cornerstone On Demand's Chief International Officer, Vincent Beliveau. We talk about their recent mergers and acquisitions, what future skills are going to be relevant in the upcoming months and years, and plenty else besides in this chat, in this chat that took place post Unleash World with one of our headline sponsors. Vincent's always fascinating to talk to, so do sit back and enjoy our latest conversation for Unleashedcast. It's been a really busy year for you, 2022, with the acquisition of Edcast, of course. What are the areas of innovation that you're looking to accelerate in? Where do you think the competitive advantage is in that front? First of all, John, I'm super excited to be with you today and with everyone listening to us today. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, in my role, I interact with companies around the world, particularly in APJ, Europe, Middle East, Africa as well. And um, I'm based out of Paris, by the way, but I keep traveling around these locations as well as the US where we're headquartered. And when I meet with customers, it's very, very clear that there are challenges at two levels. And I'll get to the answer around specifically the acquisitions in a minute, but I'm setting the stage as to why the acquisitions first. And um, on the one hand side, uh, companies feel the environment is changing on them. Uh, They need to adapt to a changing workforce. There's ever faster changes in their business models. They need to develop agility. They need to become more digital faster. Pretty much every company I meet that's not a tech company says we want to be a tech company that, oh, happens to be in financial services, or if you were a bank, or if you were an automotive, you say, we want to be a tech company that happens to be in the automotive industry. So everyone is going through really, really rapid transformation. Even uh, public sector organizations as well uh, face that uh, accelerating pace that's imposed really by the world today. So companies need to act faster and more sharply. And to, to do that, they need a really strong foundation for learning and talent management. And this is what we've been doing with Cornerstone, with Saba, with SumTotal. We're committed to country to invest in every one of those platforms to provide the best foundational learning and talent management in the industry. That's critical. That's mission critical for our companies and our, our customers. And we'll continue to invest there. That said, the market is also telling us that the pace of change is so high that companies can't, at the top level, if you will, at the management level, plan everything. They need to empower the employees to figure out a lot of what needs to be done. The skills obsolescence is accelerating ever more, meaning the time, the duration of skill is valid or needs to be updated is is getting shorter and shorter. And the company can't think about all the skills needed. The variety of jobs is changing very, very fast. How many jobs are new that did not exist just five years ago, 10 years ago, community managers, design specialists in product, et cetera, et cetera. And um, you need to let the employees take control of much of that. So for that very reason, um, we uh, decided to embark in the acquisition of EdCast to act as our foundation for our people growth experience platform. So to provide people with all the capabilities they need to, with the learning experience platform of EdCast, learn to develop uh, on their own the very skills they want to uh, identify to uh, on the opportunity marketplace, which we just announced last week, a, a talent marketplace in itself, understand the gigs and jobs and careers and mentors they could find um, to to grow. And all that is tied together. And and our strategy is very coherent because by buying the likes of SumTotal and Saba in addition to Cornerstone, we now have a data lake of more than 100 million users. 
of course, anonymized and fully normalized and respected data-wise, and with, with a lot of privilege and responsibility coming with having that data. But that allows us to then infer the skills of 100 million records. It allows us to understand all the content tagging and drive AI to tag content and recommend content in a very, very unique way such that our foundational layer, our learning and talent management layer is ever stronger, whilst our growth layer, experience layer is ever stronger also for the employees. So we're reacting to both requests. Companies need to be able to be more agile, react fast, have really, really strong tools and capabilities, stay compliant, but also operational performance being at the top, whilst employees being empowered to take control of their development, take control of their careers, in a radically different way, not in a small incremental way, in a radically different way. And both living together with a common skills language, common data lake, and, and really, really strong AI, driving ultimately really, really strong content recommendations and content offerings. That's the strategy of Quarantine in a nutshell. We've unveiled that last week at our global convergence conference, um, where we had thousands of customers really reacting positively to, to that introduction. We label that overall capability I just outlined, the talent experience platform. So all of this together becomes the talent experience platform. I'm going to come on to the talent experience platform a bit later as well, I think. But um, let's try and get into the predictions game. So obviously, we know that skills really is the, the dominant conversation now, I think, and the most important thing that we're seeing a lot of companies invest in. Can you predict what will be the skills of the future? We know soft skills are going to play more of a part, but what else is around the corner, do you think? And how does your acquisition of some total help with that vision and kind of understanding? So first and foremost, I talk about skills with pretty much every CHRO, but also CLO and head of recruiting and head of uh, information IT kind of for HR. And um, there's a lot of confusion out there. People wonder what, where should they master their skills? You know, what, what should, should they have one master referential of all skills for their business? Where should that sit? Should it sit with my learning system, with my core HR system, with my recruiting system? There's a lot of questions out there. We've unveiled last week at Convergence that we make our skills ontology open completely open, uh, open to external developers, open to customers that can take it, leave with it. Uh, the value is not in the skills ontology, the value is in the algorithms that make all the recommendations. So we keep our algorithms, but we make the skills ontology available for all partners to develop uh, around it. So that, that's just one important point. And it's open. We think there's value in tying it with your talent experience platform, because it's at the core of it, and therefore having that be the master of skills for a given company and it's completely open to integrate in other systems. But if a company decides to have another system, their ERP, for instance, or recruiting system that would not be ours, um, feed and be the master of that, then we'll auto map to that skills ontology and then make all our recommendations of development, career, content, et cetera, based on um, that indirect mapping to that source system. So I just wanna call out that there's a big question mark out there in the industry, and we advise customers on a day in, day out basis on that topic. Uh, it's, it's super important. But your question is a higher level order question, which is what are the kind of power skills that will make a difference tomorrow? And you're absolutely right to ask that. Maybe before I answer, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in a, a few extra statistics that I found interesting and scary. And they, they explain also our 
reaction by you know in introducing this um uh growth platform capability around experience for learning experience and opportunity marketplace which is that in our global 2022 survey so this is this year and it's truly global we have people from around the world i made sure that's the case from you know my international standpoint um, we, you know, we measured with more than 1,800 employees, uh, more than 800 business leaders, and we compared the views of the employees versus the companies around their ability to develop their skills. The employers felt they were, they were doing a great job developing their, their customers, their employees. Most employers felt they were doing a great job. Most employees felt their employers were doing a poor job at developing their skills. So there's a skills gap. There, there's a, about a 30 to 40%, depending on the segment, gap between the perception of the employer and the employee. Of importance, we actually looked at the top performing companies and we realized that the top performing companies in terms of revenue, in terms of uh, the retention of their people and profitability, these companies have the smallest gap. Their gap was only 11%. So they do invest in developing their employees they understand what it means to develop their employees. They work on the perception of their employees too. So it's a lot about communications, not just doing it. And, and they perform better. Whilst the worst companies, like the worst performing companies, not worst companies, the worst performing companies right now, had a more than 40% gap um, relative to the employee perception around their development. So investing in development of your employees is important. And again, that informed our strategy and our move to uh, to, to buy and cast and, and, and introduce that, that talent experience platform layer. So back to your question on the core skills expected in the market, the power skills of tomorrow, a lot of them are soft. Of course, you'll always need your technical skills, but communication and teamwork, so team building, business writing, emotional intelligence, that's super important and won't be replaced by bots. Leadership and management, the ability to inspire, uh, to drive strategic thinking, problem solving, drive mentoring, um, coach, uh, as well as uh, have an inclusive approach or a DEI approach as part of that, all of those are, you know, amongst the power skills. A third category is productivity and collaboration. So really time management, really, really great collaboration, operating in a matrix environment, you know, having, being able to have influence without power, if you will, or power through influence, Uber project management in a very uncertain world, with again, a non-linear reporting lines, uh, is that productivity and collaboration bucket. Obviously, the fourth one with the tech trend, you know, transitions I talked to you about, where every company is trying to be more of a tech company, is digital and data fluency. You know, AI will own the world. Data is super important, and tech is owning the world too. And therefore, digital and data fluency, data literacy, data analysis, all of those are super important. And the fifth one is very different. It re reflects how people have felt with the pandemic. Let's make no mistake, it started before the pandemic but it's continuing now is personal development and wellness. Uh, that's accelerating. If you want the best out of your employees, you gotta invest there. And if you wanna be a good manager, and if you wanna yourself perform, this notion of work-life balance, stress management, mindfulness become critical. So we put that as a, amongst the top five power skills based on the surveys we, uh, we've had with employees. Before I let you go, I have to ask one other question, actually, and that's about your recent uh, announcement about the talent experience platform. So we, you know, we've seen the move from learning management systems, LMSs to LXPs, learning experience platforms, and now we're seeing the same thing happen with talent. Does this reflect a move towards a, a more intuitive kind of immersive 
experience because LMSs traditionally were always quite transactional, I'd say. And some of the features that you that, that your TXP is kind of bringing in makes it a lot more of a, an enveloping uh, kind of holistic look at talent. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that's a very good point. One important point about our TXP uh, value proposition is we fundamentally believe there's a one plus one plus one equals like five instead of three, if you will. Whereby if you have your foundational layer, your learning and talent management really well handled and continue to be invested in to navigate the uncertainties of the world, if you have best in class experience around um, you know, developing your employees' learning experience platform and providing them with uh, self-control in their career with an opportunity marketplace, uh, and that's glued together with a really, really strong common language of skills and really strong content. So the one plus one plus one. Um, if you do that, you'll get a stronger outcome. There's kind of a one plus one plus one equals five that, that we fund, fundamentally believe in. Uh, that said, yes, we believe you need to address both and the world has changed. You need to address not just the company requirements, which is what the foundational layer focuses on, but the employee's requirement more and more. And, you, and by tying the two together, not having them separate, you have the highest chance of reaching that intersection where there's the employee needs and companies' requirements and, and mandates and, and strategies, and you get the strongest intersection of the two, having common skills language. So that's our belief, but we believe in a very open approach. I want that to be very clear to the market. You can buy Cornerstone Learning Experience Platform, for instance, Edcast, uh, in a non-Cornerstone, non-Saba, non-sum total environment. No problem at all. We'll integrate with any LMS out there. Conversely, you can buy Cornerstone learning management without any LXP, and you'll have a great user experience. We're investing in that as well. And you will have a more foundational layer. You won't go as far in terms of empowering your employees in their own development, but you will deliver on your core mandate of upskilling and reskilling your employees. Uh, same with uh, we continue to have this unified capital management approach in mid-market and you know lower end of enterprise where we'll cover learning, performance, recruiting, HR, continue to do that uh, and continue to invest there as well. We've announced that convergence, and I like the term, it was gutsy. We said we're a non-jealous system and we really believe in that. We'll work with your ERP. We can be the slave, we can be the master. Uh, we'll work with your other town systems uh, we'll we'll work with whatever management system you might have around learning, performance, recruiting. We'll work with whatever experience system you might have around opportunity marketplace or learning experience platform. We'll work with whatever sets of content that you have. And beyond that, we really believe in, in the flow of work. So we'll introduce ourselves and appear directly in ServiceNow, in you know, Salesforce.com, in uh, Microsoft Teams, in whatever productivity tools we were talking. I was at a customer in Switzerland yesterday. We were talking about their SharePoint instances, and we show up in there uh, directly. We, we believe that experience in the productivity tool where people are is very, very important. But that said, we also believe there's an expectation and a need to have an experience inside of our platform. Some customers go completely headless. We only appear in other systems. Most customers still rely on our experience for a great deal of the interactions. So we believe in, in, in addressing both. Does that answer your question, John? Yeah, I think so. Exciting stuff. Vincent, thank you so much for your time talking to Unleash. And um, maybe we'll see you in Vegas. Absolutely, John. Thank you very much.